You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about, I think, a very fascinating subject. There's been a lot going on with respect to Israel here. We've seen where the U.S. abstained from a resolution that passed at the U.N. in the Security Council to condemn Israel's building of settlements and the Israelis are jumping up and down and screaming, and the settlements are continuing in spite of international law and violations. And what we're seeing is a continuing struggle and strangulation of the Palestinian people. There are some bright spots, and we want to talk about those today. The first is a documentary that we highly recommend. It's entitled Open Bethlehem. And what is happening to Bethlehem, the birthplace of our Savior Jesus Christ, it is literally being walled off. This Israeli separation wall, many people think that the wall is built along the green line, the 1967 line, when the Israelis took over the West Bank in Gaza, but that's not true. It snakes inside the Green Line and uh, is considerably longer than the the actual Green Line that was put there, but it's causing undue hardship all over. And this is what this film, Open Bethlehem, does. It, the filmmaker's name is Layla Sansour. She's a Palestinian from Bethlehem. She uh, came back and was going to spend a year documenting the building of this wall. The Israelis call it a security wall, which is really a misnomer and is an outright prevarication, let's put it nicely. But what's happening, the uh, city of Bethlehem is being encircled with this wall and cutting off Palestinians from other Palestinian land. And so what's happening, of course, is that the Israeli illegal settlements are encroaching on the city. And so it is literally in the area, there's about 200,000 population. And Bethlehem is only about five miles from Jerusalem. But with this wall... They're basically strangling the Palestinian people because the Israelis have only issued 3,200 visas to allow free passage between the two areas. It's just insanity. And, of course, what's happening, uh, Bethlehem being the birthplace of Jesus Christ, is a tourist destination. The Church of the Nativity is one of the focal points of the city where Christians come to look at where Jesus was born. And the city is slowly dying, forcing many of the Christians to leave there. 
So what is also interesting about this film, there has been many, many good films that we could talk about, about the plight of the uh, Palestinians. But this has an interesting twist, if you will, because it's got some action to it in the form of issuing Bethlehem passports. And I hold one of these passports, I'm proud to say, and it is obviously to raise funds, raise awareness of what's going on there. And this is a film that needs to be seen by every American Christian. Anybody that reveres Jesus Christ, anybody in the world, really, regardless of religious affiliation, should be concerned about locking up the sacred sites like this. And this Bethlehem passport is a way that can help expose what is going on because most American Christians are either duped by what we call Christian Zionism, they put blinders on, or they're unaware. Many, many American Christians who would not be Christian Zionists are not aware of what's happening to the city of Bethlehem. And so we really highly recommend this, and they are organizing now a tour here in the United States. It's starting to show it was the film premiered here in Phoenix just a few weeks ago and also was shown down in Tucson. And so they're arranging for showing around the country. And so if you hear this, go to our site. There will be links on the stories, and you can actually go on the openbethlehem.org website, check out the events to see if there's one near you. You can actually watch the film online. It will be eventually available where you can buy the DVDs online. Right now it's only available to watch online. You can rent it or actually buy it online. But it is worth seeing and then spreading out to educate our fellow Americans with this. And a similar thing of good news that we'd like to talk about, Chuck Carlson in Denver was involved with, and this is the Sister City program that was City of Boulder did with NABLIS. And so that success story, Chuck will talk about it, we'd like to see it with a city like Bethlehem, which would even give more publicity to the the situation. Chuck? Okay. Uh, thank you, Tom. That's, uh, and I agree. I saw the film, and it was very moving. Well, the maker of this film, Leila Santour, lived there. In fact, she went to school there and grew up in her at least teenage years there and left. And uh, the home that they lived in was still standing. And she went back to that home many years later. And it's really remarkable to watch the film. The Palestinians, my take on them from being there is that they're extremely law-abiding and uh, conscious of, of neighbor and friend. And, and the police presence is not very common there. Uh, in, in Gaza, when I was there, there was no prison. The prison had been destroyed by the Israelis. They purposely destroyed the prison. I, I was taken to the prison. The million and a half residents of Gaza had gotten along for 20 or 25 years without a prison. They had no prison. So in this house that Layla Santor grew up in, 
was still standing when she went back 20 years later, and, and they actually moved in and stayed there. So it's about Palestinian life, and it, it is uh, very impressive. As for the Sister City program, this is a, a national program. There are literally many hundreds in the United States that have taken sister cities in, and some cities have multiple sister cities, and so this is a national program of recognition and it opens the door to tourism and communications and travel and increases the track for people to uh, get to know each other. And there are many Israeli cities that have sister cities in the United States, many, many. But not a single city in Palestine was able to get a sister city through because of the powerful influence of the Zionist movement. And we saw that in Boulder, Colorado, when around 30 of us to testify to the city for this program and uh, we needed to do that because there were almost as many testifying against it in front of the city council. And there were two rabbis in the city of Boulder, prominent, well-known rabbis, who came and absolutely denounced the program and talked about how terrible it was and how destructive. And, and some of them were very adamant. Boulder is a high-tech village. It has numerous companies there. IBM is there. Many high-tech companies are there, many connected with the University of Colorado. The president of one of these companies was present. He got up and said he wouldn't be able to hire people to come and live in Boulder, perhaps, if they did this dastardly act of becoming a sister city with Nablus. He, of course, was Jewish. There were probably 20 Jewish people and maybe five or ten people that said they weren't Jewish, but they were against it too. But the resistance was just resounding. And the only reason this passed, and it did pass by a seven to two vote for the city council, is that people had worked very, very hard for some four years talking to the city council and showing the films like the one Tom is talking about and convincing them that, that Nablus or any cities in Palestine we're a, a respectable place to be a sister city for Boulder, Colorado. So it did pass. Some of the whole group of the people that talked against it got up and stalked out when the fifth council member stood up and voted affirmatively. So it was uh, very moving. These are things that actually can have an impact because they do lead people to come there. And in the case of the sister city program, the city council had been almost unanimously educated to understand the situation in Palestine and the people that voted against it you got the feeling that they were influenced to the extreme or that they just wanted to be off the record of doing it it was a great success and we're hoping that it will open the doors to others now there isn't any reason why a program to make Bethlehem sister city of one of our towns would not be a really good idea yes also Chuck if you didn't mention you know, they had started four years before to get this passed, but three years ago, when it was brought before the city council there in Boulder, it was defeated. Now, they lost the first round and had to go back and didn't give up. First nationwide, that's really good. Now, I didn't have any major part in this, by the way. I just know some of the people involved, and they said, would you come up and testify? So I went along and testified, and I just gave a little testimony about my own experiences in Israel and Palestine and why this is was worthwhile. But I was mightily impressed by the people and what they'd accomplished with the city council. Thanks for that report, Chuck. We always like to hear encouraging projects, and that's what's so interesting about this struggle is that there are many people working from many, many directions, and so it's just a 
a question of which area would you like to work in? And so I was particularly pleased and moved by this film, Open Bethlehem, and again with this Bethlehem passport. The passport has been awarded to President Jimmy Carter, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and some friends here in Phoenix that organized the uh, showing here through the Catholic Church. The Bishop of Phoenix was present at the showing here. And so it's really a great feeling when you see little victories like this and that people are continuing uh, to educate others because that's what it really takes is to get people to open their eyes on a key issue like this. I don't know how anyone that calls himself a follower of Jesus Christ would not be dismayed when they see this film. Here's a quote from an article in the Huffington Post in the UK. It was actually shown there. They had a campaign. But Layla said, quote, it doesn't allow a city to imagine any further for itself. And after the wall was built, only 13% of the original city remains. Water resources, landmarks, they've all disappeared onto the other side. And so the Israelis are gobbling up Palestine, the West Bank, in violation of international laws. And so the only way we can expose this is to educate our fellow Americans and Christians. Tom, we've also had programs in the past discussing churches that have actually come out and taken positions on issues like this. There are a total of at least seven mainline churches, some of them small, but some of them really among the top ten, that have taken very strong positions, pro-Palestinian positions from inside the church, recognizing just exactly what Tom has been talking about going on in, in Palestine, and to varying degrees, some of them more strongly than others. I will just run, run the list off and for the benefit of our listeners. There's the ELCA, which is the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. There's the Presbyterian Church, USA. There's the United Church of Christ. The United Church of Christ is a very old church. It's among the top ten in the country. There's the United Methodist Church that's uh, maybe among the top two or three Protestant churches in the United States. And then there is the National Council of Churches, which very early on recognized this need and this, this problem. All of these have taken place in the last five or ten years. So this is progress that is going on as a result of work done by various people, including maybe some by ourselves. I received a call from a retired Missouri Senate pastor a few days ago, and he'd sent me also an email. And the email referred me to a radio host, fairly well-known, here in Denver, Colorado. She's also on the staff of Colorado Christian University. She's an instructor there. She had called Pastor Voigt and asked him if he could help her because she had known him 20 years before, and she knew he was an activist. And uh, she said that she was catching a lot of flack because she had taken a position that was sensitive and positive toward the Palestinian cause on her programs, and she caught all this flack, and she wondered if Pastor Voigt could help her explain Christian Zionism. She simply didn't understand it, even though she is a teacher at this Colorado Christian University. And he referred her to me, and, and we sent her a lot of literature, and we've yet to talk to her. But we're seeing these kind of things happening that we didn't see years ago. So progress is being made. 
Well, thanks, Chuck. Ladies and gentlemen, please consider watching the uh, Open Bethlehem. Get a uh, Bethlehem passport and help spread the word. Tom, a passport thing is not a fundraiser for us. It's a fundraiser for Layla, her Open Bethlehem group. And some of us are going to buy these passports, and so we hope people will open their purse a little bit and help these people that are really taking a stand. She's taken a powerful, life-changing position on this. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.